0: Hello and welcome back to the Covey Wellness Center podcast and uh, we're happy to have you here and today we have a very special guest who is a wellness practitioner and a friend and an amazing podcaster with lots of great content to offer to our listeners um, talking about alignment in in broad terms as it relates to holistic wellness and so with us today is Dr. Melissa
1: Hi, Sarah.
0: Um, hi, it's so great to have you. And we've already been chatting a little bit before we press record. And I know this is going to be a good conversation. So, to start us off, just tell us a little bit about what it is that you do, where you practice, and maybe a little bit about our connection, how we got connected.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I always find this question a little bit tricky to answer at this stage of my life because (laughs) I'm like, well, first and foremost, I'm a chiropractor. So we'll start there. I have been in private practice for 21 years here in Collingwood. Um, Mm -hmm. I specialize in prenatal and pediatric care, but I see all families. I love seeing all ages, I love seeing generations in my practice. Um, My focus, which I'm sure we'll get into today, is definitely on helping. My practice name is Thrive Chiropractic. So My focus is definitely on um, spinal mechanics and mobility and the neurology, but also helping people learn what it means to thrive in their health and the things that they can do when they're not in my practice and working with other allied professionals such as yourself to really help them redefine what's possible for their own health. Uh, So yeah, my practice is here. Um, I'm fortunate that 10 years ago, I relocated my practice into this space that we're in right now and it's in 500 square feet it's a, it's a simple practice i i always call it small but mighty because I'm able Mm -hmm. to help a lot of people here, but the footprint is smaller. And I I made this move 10 years ago as I was just after going through divorce and finding the stress and strain of managing a a household with two young boys and a business and just feeling stretched and needing to simplify things. And so I merged my practice and my home life. So the front of this building is my home. My sons are now 17 and 21. So their needs are a little bit different than they were 10 years ago. Yeah, But it's certainly given me um, a lot of simplicity. And in doing that, making that move it actually you know looking back on it now it gave me the freedom and the time to actually open myself up to other opportunities so when i started doing a television show in the community i started then doing podcasting one podcast led to another podcast led to another podcast yeah, and to coaching other healthcare professionals, working for a company that that helps docs um, brand themselves, get themselves online, uh, speaking internationally. So I have to, kind of two arms, two main arms of my business: that the clinical focus, and then the part of me that loves to work with other healthcare professionals, which has now also evolved into other entrepreneurs. And um, right now, right. I also am the co-owner of a space in Collingwood that is a creative space and a production house, which which means we can help other people. Share their story and their message. So, I've got a few things going on, I guess. Yeah, for
0: sure. For sure. There's, as you can see already, as you're listening in, there's a lot of places um, that Melissa is going to be able to draw from to help support the conversation that we're having. So, um, I'm looking forward to that, bringing all of that to the table. But she is a busy, thriving, healthy woman living the wellness life. And so I think when, you know, we're looking for gurus, we want to look to people who are practicing what they preach and, and working on wellness as a priority, because we all know that if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. You don't have the ability to work, to care for your family, to enjoy your life. And so it really is central. And for those of you who've been listening for a while on the podcast, of course, we are a multidisciplinary team here, and we're expanding all the time into more holistic health practices. And so it's important to us not just to look at mental health as if it's compartmentalized, but actually to think about how that relates to the whole mind, body, spirit, right, heart um, connection. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So I know that you're Passions, you are a chiropractor. Your passions extend beyond just doing adjustments and and working with people. Although she's fantastic, full disclosure, she is my chiropractor. And the only reason that I have tried chiropractic care because I felt safe to do so with Melissa. And it's made a really big difference in my life and body. So um, so I can attest to her abilities in that department, but I know that she has this passion for thriving. So tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, I think I'm just inspired by, you know, for 20 years now, helping people see what's possible, right? It's all about possibility and opportunity. And I I think what I know what keeps me so excited about the clinical work I do now more than ever, is that we actually see healing happen. I want to say miracles Mm -hmm. happen, but they're not miracles, because they're actually there's science behind what we do. But I see people's lives transform consistently, Mm -hmm. like you would with your clients. And It's hard not to be excited and inspired and and want to keep getting better and and help more people when you're seeing those kind of results. And we're seeing, you know, whether it's a baby that's not crying through the night anymore or nursing better, which changes the whole relationship with the mother and the family unit. Or it's uh, someone in their mid 50s who really had lost hope because they were getting pain down their leg and tried everything and somehow came here and now is not taking any medication, is feeling like a whole new person, is starting to make more changes in her life because of she's fasting now and she's doing, she's just like, yeah. I, I feel like I'm a whole different person. And this is a woman who's yeah. got grandkids. So that, that stuff lights me up. I mean, we know what the body needs to thrive. We know the environment internally that the body needs. We know the food that the body needs. Uh, their food is a heavy conversation because there's a lot of different takes on what you should be eating. Sure. But the, simp- the simplest things, we know what the body needs. It doesn't thrive on junk food. It thrives right. on clean food. Um, we know the body needs to move. We know that stress, mental and emotional, and for me, they're two different categories. Um, mm-hmm. Those create stress patterns in the body. So those are the different pieces that, you know, it's not uncommon for people to start working with me because they have something physical that's bothering them. But over time, as you build a relationship, I'm like, you know what, you're always there's this pattern in you or there's you're off today. Like we like you, like you build relationships with people and you start to see what's yeah. going on in their life. And sure enough, I'm like, okay, hey, what's going on? Your kids have been a bit off. OK, well, actually, I haven't told you yet, but we're going through separation in our household. Oh, right. OK. Right. So yeah. it's um it's a multifaceted approach. And I just love I love leading the way for people. I think mm-hmm. I love and I, I love watching transformation.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think that neither one of us would be in these kinds of helping healthcare professions if we didn't see the possibility of change and believe in that and be able to offer that hope to people. Like when they come to me in a a crisis in their relationship, for example, to see the possibility that they can then find a way through, you know, and and find a new pathway that they feel like it's just hopeless and helpless. And that can happen in a crisis that comes up in their body. But those two things are not mutually exclusive, right? What's happening in your heart and soul is happening in your body.
1: And I think that just, you know, we didn't touch on our connection, but I initially connected with you on Instagram because it was during one of the lockdowns and, uh, you know, we're in Ontario here. And I just saw you and I was increasingly frustrated as most people who love to help people stay healthy were during that time of our life here. And also because I was witnessing, I mean, my practice was closed for about eight weeks, only able to see emergency (laughs) care. And through that time, I had people reaching out. I had a lot of people that were stressed and struggling and scared. And as you know, after I reopened, we were still seeing people, you know, we're seeing people struggle and struggle and struggle. And, um, you know, I saw a video that you did about another lockdown and how it was affecting kids and it wasn't okay. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And it made me want to also speak up a little bit more. I mean, I had been pretty Mm -hmm. vocal about do people doing what they could right so there were if there's there's always things around us that you cannot control however you always control your headspace who you connect with your relationships who you seek support what you eat how you move like these are the things that are always within our choices so trying to keep people leading that direction Um, but we see the effects and that that was a really difficult time for a lot of practitioners Mm -hmm. because and I'm actually to be honest I've realized that I'm still sort of recovering from that in some ways because it was very heavy to hear people stress consistently all day long you know parents trying to juggle kids learning at home and anyway all the things we don't need to go none of us want to go back to that time (laughs) but there is this
0: healing journey that's still happening like what you're saying
1: yeah I think so and I it it took me I was at a training seminar last weekend and it, it hit me then I'm like I think I stepped back from some things in the last year because I really needed to recalibrate myself yeah. and take care of myself and and to be able to give what I want to give to my practice and my friends and my loved ones and my kids. And um so definitely practicing what I recommend to other people. But just to tie mm-hmm. in like, yeah, mental and emotional stress affects people's physical health so Absolutely. much more than just how they're feeling. It's how their body's functioning. Absolutely. And I think
0: actually for a lot of people, if we can get that attunement to our bodies, we can actually learn that we are struggling. Like sometimes it's our mm-hmm. bodies that tell us that we're struggling. We're not consciously aware of it. It's not even in our, we're not aware that our cognitions are a certain way that's unhealthy, but we're getting chronic headaches. You know, we're not aware that we're struggling with grief, um, but we're, noticing that our stomachs are off or you know, whatever, however it's showing up in the body, there are these interconnections. And and I know, you know, we work with the Enneagram a lot here at Covey Wellness Center. And so we always talk about those intelligence centers, your heart, your body, and your mind, and how they're all working together and giving us intel, I- information about what's going on with us. And sometimes there's going to be things that are going to sort of send the red flag up, like there's something going on here, but it's connected to all those other things. And sometimes we have to do work in those other areas to balance out and really understand what's going on with us. And so yeah. I'm seeing a lot of people who absolutely have white knuckled their way through COVID in all the different ways that that's meant for people in all of their various experiences, relationships, businesses, contexts, but so many people are starting to open up their hands from that white knuckling through that time. And mm-hmm. as they open up their hands, their bodies are now registering a little bit of safety, but then all of this stuff comes back into the body mm-hmm. and all of these emotions are coming up and they're like, aren't we through this? Like, why am I crying now? Cause we, we sort of made it through. It's like now your body is trying to heal and metabolize what happened mm-hmm. and process it and reflect on it and do the work of moving through it, but you can't do that in a place of white knuckling or trauma. You have to do that in a place of safety. And mm. so it's, you know, showing up for me, it's showing up for you, it's showing up for all of our clients in lots of ways coming through such a traumatic time. And maybe in small ways starting to feel a bit more safety, a bit more normalcy, a, a bit more like we're kind of back to our regular lives. But don't be surprised if there's a bit of a crash for you mm. or a grief that comes up because Now you can take the time and space to look after that. Mm -hmm. You maybe weren't able to do that because you were just getting in survival mode. And that's that change from survival to thriving. Mm -hmm. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, it's really important to recognize the, the holistic patterns and to pay attention to what's happening. So I'd love to talk about that from the concept of alignment, because this is something Mm -hmm. I talk a lot about um, in my practice with people, alignment or congruence. These are words that we talk about really working in an integrated way in how Mm -hmm. you are responding to life. But I think there's a unique uh, sort of lens that you can bring to that as a chiropractor who is actually dealing with alignment in the physical body Mm -hmm. and, and sort of merging that into what does that open up? Because it is interconnected. So maybe mm-hmm. just give us some of your thoughts on that. What does
1: that mean for alignment? How would you
0: talk about that to clients?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of, there's two different main main reasons that we work with people in, as chiropractors. There's the mechanical reasons. So alignment Your body should have four curves in it. Your spine should have four curves in it. Your body is designed, it was designed mechanically perfect. And life takes us off course, right? From the birth process to slips and falls as kids to car crashes, sports injuries, cross posture with working. I mean, things just, I mean, physically, things will stress the body through lifetime, mentally, Mm -hmm. emotionally again, stress causes muscle tension. It changes the biochemistry within our body that can create shift. So anything that takes, you know, each individual, the spine to me is so unique and exciting because it's each individual joint should be moving fluidly easily on its own, However, it also has this massive job of protecting the spinal cord. Spinal cord yes. is connected to your brain. The brain and spinal cord regulate everything in your body. And so there's the other yeah. part of chiropractic that is a neurological event that's happening with every adjustment. If yeah. your body is out of structural alignment, your function is going to be compromised on some way, and it may not show up right away. Some people, these, you know, you talked about you know, people unwinding and, and symptoms showing up. And, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of Dr. Gabor Mate, obviously, but, he, you know, his book, When the Body Says No, And a lot of times people get to the point where their body just starts showing symptoms and, oh, I'm just getting headaches all the time or my back just went out. Well, probably there's been something going on that's just been brewing just because your body didn't give you pain doesn't mean there's not been a dysfunction there. So the alignment piece is is helping the body is really chiropractic, you know, is not a cure for anything in my books. It's a way to restore proper structural integrity to the system and neurological balance and I love all this talk these days about nerve system regulation. You know, vagus yes. nerve, vagus nerve, and all the yes. chiropractors are like, we've been talking about the vagus nerve like yeah. for twenty years, for year, years and years and years. So it's great that other people yeah. are starting to talk about it. However, every spinal adjustment—if you're seeing a chiropractor that practices—it's going to look at your whole body. You're going to get vagus nerve reset. You're going to have recalibration with every adjustment. And then, how does that extend into your whole body's functioning? Well if there's no disruption to your brain connecting to your organs, there's also no disruption to your brain giving you thoughts and your clarity and your movement. And so mm-hmm. when I looked at the questions you sent me, the first two words that came to me when you talked about alignment was freedom and clarity, freedom okay. to actually move the way your body is designed to move when your body is structurally moving the way it should, you should be able to turn your head to look over your shoulder. That's Mm -hmm. full range of motion. You know, looking, people show me all the time. Oh, I can turn my head. I'm like, yeah, that's about half the range you should actually have as a human. So you should be able to move with freedom, but you also should be functioning with a lot of freedom. And how does that extend to clarity your body just works better. There's less inhibition to how you express yourself, but how your organs and your tissues express themselves and work too. So for me, that's where the alignment can really, you know, be a magical thing for people in that Mm -hmm. they start to feel better. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, they're open to working with other professionals They're open to starting to look at their life in a different way and maybe make some other changes. You know what? This job is really stressful for me. Okay. You don't have to keep doing it. Or maybe you yeah. do, because it's it's providing for your family. So then how do we <clears throat> twist it so that it actually, you can look at it differently? Or who can you talk to about this stressor? So yep. it, it just is kind of a gateway and a window, I guess, to help people start to look at how they can align the other things in their life, at least in my practice. So I, I yeah. hope that answered your question.
0: No, that's great. I love that. I have so many thoughts related to that. And one of them is that it does, you know, we we often will talk about sort of Um, like a spiral and certain things will spiral you in an upward direction towards health and other Mm -hmm. things will spiral you in a downwards direction towards what I would call sort of the health at the integrated end of things and the disintegrated end of things. And so like success in the direction of health begets success in the direction of health. Like if that's the momentum you have in your life and you start somewhere, and I think, you know, that that's a powerful phrase to say start where you are. Mm -hmm. right. And small, consistent changes. And then that will layer on. And and a simple example of this is if you start exercising more, you're going to drink more water. Mm -hmm. And that's good for you. I mean, that's just a very common one. It's like, if you start to exercise, you're also going to, your body's going to remind you to hydrate better and you're going to be in that pattern. So you've just automatically got two things, by choosing one of those things without Mm -hmm. really even thinking. And then that's going to make you be more present maybe to your fullness in your body. And you're going to start to consider your nutrition because you're like, I'm moving in these ways. And if I eat these things, I can't do the movement I want to do. And so I don't want to choose to eat those things. And so again, those are some simple examples, but this happens across the board. It's like, if you start to, um, you know, get, get that clarity, in your physiology, there's also this clarity about what it starts to feel like to feel good. Mm -hmm. And I know when you and I were talking about my treatment and, and, you know, I had several injuries and accidents over the course of my life and have had four children and like my body's been through a lot. And your Um, body's amazing that it did all those things. That's right. But it also, of course, is out of alignment with itself because things Mm. have introduced these stressors. And so starting to get a sense through working with you about what it feels like to feel well, Mm -hmm. what it feels like to be aligned. Like this is how I should feel. Like even I went in for treatment with you yesterday and I came out of that and I thought, I'm like, I can feel my body opening up and standing up straighter. Yeah. And, and I just, it's like, Oh, this is, oh yeah, like this is what it should feel like. And I think that's true. If you're working on relationship health, I think that's true. If you're working on mental health, you have to catch a glimpse of what it feels like to be healthy in your mind. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, I want more of that. I didn't Mm -hmm. realize how much that was affecting me. And, you know, I was thinking about,
1: um, it's like the new normal. Like I hated that yeah. term and it was like uh, yeah. you know, in the middle of all that crap. Yeah. But I would joke about saying, you know, the new normal that I like is when people define a new normal for themselves and they have these now, yeah. this new body awareness. Oh, what's normal for me is to feel lighter, to feel like I can move differently, to to not hurt when I go to pick something up off the floor. Mm-hmm. So I love that. And that's that's really consistent and it's beautiful to see. And also you are someone who is very, I like you to use the word attunement earlier. Mm -hmm. But you're in in tune with your body. And I think, again, when your neurology is working better, your, your body is moving better, people start to become more body aware of what's not okay with them. Yeah, so their sensitivity right. to like, oh yeah, I get, of course I get headaches. I'm like, well, you're not supposed to get headaches. Well, right. I just get them, you know, every other day. I'm like, well, that's not healthy. Like it does, it's a sign that there's something dysfunctional going on. So when they start yeah. to realize, <laughs> oh yeah, I should not be getting headaches. I can't believe it. That's normal. And it's, um, yes. it's really fun to help people reestablish what their new level of health should feel like in their body.
0: Absolutely. I like, I couldn't agree with you more on that because one of the things that I've noticed, and this is my own journey. We talked a little bit about it in a podcast earlier. It was around my journey to actually learn that I needed to listen to my body because I was, I was living in a very disembodied way, like bypassing what was happening, you know, and just not being present to what was happening in my body, not paying attention, you know, Blowing through a whole day of teaching and not going to the bathroom, not eating, drinking Diet Coke, popping an Advil, like the regular stuff that people do to get mm. through a day and and your body is accumulating all of that. And eventually it's going to say, this isn't working for me. And, <laughs> yeah. and if you can pay attention to that in the way you go through your day. And so I was saying, I was actually saying this yesterday to my assistant, I had a win the other night. I was like, Oh, it just shows what's changed for me because I was at work last Thursday. It was after that weird storm the day before. Mm -hmm. And there had been some, some stressful things happening in the business and stuff earlier in the week. And I knew that was kind of sitting with me and percolating with me. And I hadn't sort of reconciled or processed all of that. And Thursday night, Um, because it was sort of a snow day in our area it it was not we did not need it to be a snow day but my kids were home my son's volleyball game was canceled after work so I had all this this open time and I actually noticed I'm like I have actually kind of a bad headache and I don't get headaches very often anymore because I pay more attention to what's going on so I thought Mm. well this is interesting and so I thought how can I attend to it so this is something I think about all the time how can I pay attention and attend to what I'm noticing so I thought okay I'm going to go home. I got out my essential oils. I sort of, I, as I'll say, I oiled up. I got into a warm <laughs> bath. I started to do some pro- progressive muscle relaxation and stretching through, through my neck and shoulders. I let my body rest. I took everything off that I was like supposed to be doing and just said, like, I'm just going to take care of myself. And you know what? It went away yeah. and it was a bad headache. Because I, oh, I hydrate, I drank some salt water, hydrated with that to get get some electrolytes back. And I thought, I can, I can, I have tools. I can Mm -hmm. attend to this. I can pay attention. And it's okay for me to step back and do that. That, That's a win. Like I was so proud of myself because that's not the way I lived 10, 15 years ago at all. Right. And so, you know, you do start to get on these pathways and you just think, I don't do what I used to do for my health because I've learned what really works. I'm paying mm-hmm. better attention. I'm listening to my body mm-hmm. and recognizing that there are like, even from a therapy standpoint in terms of you know traumas and things that enter the body, I often will talk about like the, the immediate, the latent and the cumulative effects, right? So you can have things happening to you where you have an immediate reaction. You're in a car accident. You have some immediate things that happen in your body. Mm-hmm. Then you also might in a few days, have some latent effects that are taking a few days or a couple of weeks to show up. And you're like, Oh, is this still related to that? Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. But then you also have a lifetime of accumulating effects, right? So you're getting your capacity to metabolize stress, your capacity to complete emotional loops, your capacity to, um, you know, tolerate um triggers and things like that it starts to be eaten up as you're, as you get these, what I would call like sort of paperclip, traumas, if you will, over Mm. time, Uh, paper Mm. cut traumas, not paperclip trauma, paper cuts. So it's like these little paper cuts, but they accumulate over time Um, and you get like a cumulative effect of that. So you don't always, you don't always have those immediate effects or even those latent effects. Sometimes your body has just been little bit by little bit being affected by something and then it reaches a tipping point for you. And you're like, I can't metabolize this anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't handle this anymore. And you think it's happened overnight, but a lot of times it hasn't. And so being able to have the language to look at, well, what, what has happened? So related to our work together, like Mm -hmm. if you do a health history of how many like surgeries, injuries, accidents, babies I've had, Mm -hmm. every single one of those, like my body came through it and Mm -hmm. was resilient, but there was a cumulative effect in how my alignment was that I'm now realizing I need to address this and keep on top of it because I just because I can go on and keep going. It doesn't actually mean that there wasn't something that shifted there that could be attended to. Just like with my headache, I could have popped an Advil, kept going, doing all the things, but I'm not going to get away with that. If I can say Mm. it that way, you know, like it's, it's still there. What -hmm. was happening needed to be attended to. I don't know, does any does any come up for you as just Oh a yeah. Like I mean
1: it's a I'm just like that's what I have a conversation about every other day in the practice, right? It's like you're yeah. where you're at right now is not necessarily sometimes there's an acute trauma, sure. Someone falls off their deck and they need to be put back together. But more often than not, it's all the accumulated things that have happened. You know, and why I love yeah. seeing kids is because kids they heal very fast because they're they don't have as many years, right? So a baby is going to respond differently
0: to an adjustment
1: than someone who's in their forties, fifties, sixties, because their tissue tension is different. Their response is different. They don't have the accumulated lifetime of, okay, a fall when you were a toddler, then, you know, another fall playing lacrosse as you got into elementary school and then a car crash in your teenage years or sitting at a desk all day as an adult, like it just compacts and adds up and your body is designed to heal. Your body wants to thrive, but it's going to do the best it can with limitations of matter. So right. it's going to try to keep correcting and try to turn the pain signals off. And it's going to try to adapt. Doesn't it's going to compensate. Adapting. It's going to mm-hmm. compensate some way. And, you know, it's. I always tell people, it's. it's not that you're getting older and you should be feeling horrible. Like you should feel great your whole life if ideally you're taking care of your body. But it's your injuries are getting older. And if your injuries is yeah. not being dealt with, then they're going to show up differently because they've had more yeah. years to fester and more years to accumulate scar tissue and neurological yeah. change. And all the things we know that happens inside the body, whether it's coming from a a, a mental health trauma or a physical trauma, that's the right. body holds on to those things if you don't release them. And it's for me, it's always more important to look at the cause and get to the cause. And it's not always what everyone wants to do. And that's also completely OK. I think it's yeah. important for me in this conversation to address Everyone gets to choose their own level of health. Everyone right. gets to choose what they want to work on. You know, my job, similar to yours, is to just to show them what's possible and give yeah. them choices. And ultimately, you're the doctor. You get to choose That's what's right. best for yourself. And it may mean that all you can do short term, maybe afford, is come in for a few visits to get the pain away. OK, great. I'm here when you need me. We'll be here another time. These are the things you can do when you're when you're out of the office. Some people are ready at different stages of life to tackle the problem in a bigger way with the mental yeah. capacity, you know, and the resources and the time. So there's always, like you said earlier, there's always small steps to start where you are. Yeah. And I don't want people to feel like they have to change everything in their health. Cause that's, some, right. that's usually not realistic. It's like, just yeah. and they won't do it. Yeah.
0: But those can cons- the small consistent things, then you'll get into habits with that. And then that will, Get other things right so yeah so I think it's okay like again to be really gentle with yourself in the process like Mm -hmm. start that spiral in the direction of integration of healing of growth and and you just keep doing the next right thing in that pattern and you'll eventually play that trajectory out and it's going in a good direction right the other trajectory is going towards ill health And so thinking about which direction you want to be going and then just one step in that direction. And again, what you're ready for. We talk a lot about window of tolerance Mm -hmm. in our work in mental health because we have to keep people regulated. And there's only a certain amount that you can go into to keep yourself healthy and stabilized in that deep work. And Mm -hmm. so it's not just... A free-for-all deep dive into everything because you can re-injure just like with coming back from an injury. If you get playing the sport too fast, you can re-injure it and make it worse. Yeah. So there's a gentleness and an attunement to yourself through this process of healing, of moving towards greater wellness in your in your body, mind, soul, you know, heart, wherever that focus starts for you. And just it's okay to be on that journey and know that you're moving in that direction because you have had coping skills and comp, like you've got, you got to this point somehow, right? You did, you survived all of this stuff somehow. Yeah. So you do have these coping skills, but maybe you want to move those coping, those compensating things into a greater degree of health. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think it's important
1: to remind people, like you said, like give yourself grace and space. Like I use that term a lot with my coaching and mentoring clients, you know, but it applies to your health um, you're, you're going to fail. You're going to, you're going to change your diet. And then all of a sudden have a day where, you know, you traveled and you get off track or you're stressed and you go back to an old pattern. That's okay. You know how to reroute yourself again. You can always start over. You're going to have days where your sleep gets disrupted. Your kids are doing something like it's always you just give yourself grace to and the space to figure things out and know that life is not perfect. We are not perfect humans. Yep. And so it's it's OK to make mistakes. It's OK to have mm-hmm. those setbacks. What changes for you is how you how you respond as you move forward. And you yeah. know, even what you just said about people's emotional patterns, it's it's so similar. I mean, so I may have things that five years ago really would upset me. But because I've worked with a therapist and I've learned how to heal and I learned how to regulate things and what causes stress or anxiety or fear or grief in my body, mm-hmm. now I have tools. So if those some similar right. things happen, they don't affect me the way they did before because I've learned what I could do for myself. That's and right. there's been there's been healing along that journey. And so your, mm-hmm. your physical health is the exact same way. The more things you do, you'll start to feel better and you'll realize that you can get back to your habits quicker. So yeah. it's, um, it, health is a journey. It's not, it's not a destination. We don't just do all these things and we're magically healthy. We feel like yeah. a rock star and then we're done. It's an <laughs> active right. way of living constantly that we need yeah. to be evolving and paying attention to. And again, giving ourselves the, the space to keep learning and, and the grace that we're not going to get it perfect all the time.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's why you need a care team, right? Like yeah. if, you, if you know who your people are, like, who do I go to? I, I often say this about if there was one message I could give about mental health, it's like get a therapist before you have a crisis. Like don't yeah. wait, right? If I could get people into that, I always am so excited when people are like, I'm going to be proactive about this. And I'm going to establish a relationship with a therapist so that as life comes, I have my point person, just like your doctor, your chiropractor, yeah. your physiotherapist, your massage therapist, your, your spiritual leaders, right? Who are the people that you know you have to, to access and what are the tools that you can learn from them you know, to feel empowered when you come across inevitably the things that will disrupt your life, the mm. unwanted emotions, the intrusive thoughts, the injury to the body. So really just thinking, do I have what I need? Do I have the people around me that I need? Do I have the resources? Can I reach out to build those resources with different people in different ways? And Mm -hmm. it's really exciting to see people do that and access that. Mm -hmm. Um, And and feel like, again, something that gets introduced. Oh, I'm feeling the way I used to feel, but I'm not that person anymore. Because now I know. I can do this. I can connect here. I can use this tool. I can move this way. Yeah. Um, You know, it's, it's so empowering.
1: Yeah. I wish my dream for people would be that they had a complete team of people. Right. And I know that's not always possible for everyone, but Having a therapist and having a chiropractor and having a physician and having a massage therapist and a personal trainer and an optometrist, like all these different allied professions that help different parts of our our physiology and our mental health as well, obviously. But it makes me laugh sometimes. I mean, I've I've worked with a great therapist for the last probably four or five years, and there have been times when I was seeing her consistently because I was just dealing with things that I needed some support with. And now there's times now when I'm just like, I feel like I need to talk to her just because I don't want to have to catch her up on so many things. And I don't feel like I'm in any kind of crisis, but it's the things that we, that I've learned about myself during that process. Like, and I joked with her one time, like, you're like, you guys are really good at this stuff. Like (laughs) she's next thing, you know, asking me questions about things at other parts (laughs) of my life and just giving me such, um, such awareness of who I am and the yeah. things that may have affected me. And similar you know, to what I, I do as a chiropractor, it's like, hey, these are the ways that your body is moving. These are why you can't do this thing. These are the yeah. things that may be limiting you. Let's take a look at them. Someone, I mean, I wish everyone would, would work with someone um, to support the mental and emotional yeah. health because there's so many layers and complexities between humans. And I think um, it's a really, really powerful thing. Yeah. And I, again,
0: we really, we often get people here at the center who are in, who are coming in some sort of a crisis. Something has prompted them. It's that tipping point, right? This isn't working in my relationship. This isn't, I'm not functioning well at work. I'm not sleeping. You know, whatever the thing is, there's usually a tipping point that brings them in. It's probably similar for mm-hmm. you. And it's just mm-hmm. a, more of a body thing. Yeah. And then what we usually get people to is kind of like what I would call a maintenance program, mm-hmm. where it's like you're just coming in as needed, or every maybe four to six weeks, Mm -hmm. just to make space to check in on those things. And I'll have people on that plan, they'll come in, like, I don't know what I want to talk about today. And I'll ask a few questions, we'll start to check in. And lo and behold, something comes up that's really important. And they come at the end of the session, like, I am so glad we had that conversation, because there's always things that we're dealing with, that need spaces to come forward and be processed, even if they're not tipping us into that crisis or dysfunction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, part of taking care can be just being proactive about that and saying, I want to make space for that processing. I want mm-hmm. to have a reason to check in, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's in my calendar, you know, booking with Sarah or another therapist on the team or whatever with, you know, mm-hmm. with you in terms of the body, just things are going okay, but let's just, let's just check in. Let's yeah. just, Take a look and and see, even if it's minor stuff and keep sort of what I would say is like short accounts with yourself and looking after yourself, not letting things go on Mm -hmm. for too long. So many people wait so long to come in for treatment or to come in for therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, really, they had a red flag. Like I think about couples, for example, like people get into these patterns and they're 10 or 15 years into their relationships before they're asking for help. Mm -hmm. Please ask for help sooner. Because these things don't, again, it's that trajectory downward to a disintegrated stage. You can turn those things around. You can get to, there is a lot of hope. Yeah. And that's not to say that don't reach out, absolutely reach out in your crisis, but recognize that you don't have to wait for a crisis to start to attend to these things. You don't have to wait for an injury to work on your alignment. Right. Right. And so- exactly.
1: And I think it's, I, I think it's important. It's what's come up for me here too, is to address the the need for there to be the right fit, right? My practice is not right for everyone and I'm actually completely okay with that. I don't do a lot of sports injury care. I don't do acupuncture. I just focus on the structure and the neurology. Um, a lot of docs in town refer the kids to me because they know that I'm really you know well-trained in pediatrics. So right. there's, there's a fit. There's some people in the practice where I see parts of their family and not the other people in their family. That's also okay um, and yeah. I think it's, you know, having an honest dialogue with any healthcare practitioner, and then seeing and, you know, assessing your goals, and, and then assessing the results, like, are you actually getting the results that you want? And is it time to make a change, whether mm-hmm. it's a therapist, again, like, I love the person I work with. And thank you for the reminder that I should probably just check in with her, <laughs> I actually just really like her as a person too. And yeah. I've had so many of those situations where I I don't know what we're talking about today, and then something comes up. And I'm like, well, that was kind of cool. So, yeah. you know, respecting the training that that you have, um, but also finding a person that you connect with. And if you have a therapist, and I'm sure you've talked to this, and it's not the right fit for you or you're, if you're in yep. a relationship and it's not the right fit, like it's okay to, to find someone else to, to That's build right. that supportive relationship with a healthcare professional who is essentially, I always tell people, you're interviewing people, you know, if yep. you're paying out of pocket for your healthcare, Um, then make sure it feels right to you and you're getting the kind of results. And even if that changes over time and you need to change to maybe someone who has a different level of expertise or that's okay too, but keep checking in and make sure the connection is, is fitting you because it's not the same for everyone. I mean, I've sent people to different colleagues and and different, uh, and it's like, Oh, that's not the right office for them. Okay. That's okay. There'll be, there will be someone
0: else. And good professionals don't take that personally. They recognize that therapeutic alliance is central to the work that you're doing. You have to trust and feel like this is your person. You have to feel understood. You have to feel like you have um, that safe place, whether it's, you know, like it's very vulnerable. Like I know for me, as I stated earlier, I haven't done chiropractic care because I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like I'd found my person. Right. And so now that I do, I'm open to a whole other realm of my health because I found that person. And so that's a really, really important thing for me. It's a high priority here at the center. So we, we do not just put people into the next available slot. Mm -hmm. When people inquire for therapy, we have a whole screening process and a, and a processing team that makes sure the best that we can at the front end that you get placed with a therapist who's going to be a good fit. Mm -hmm. And we also validate right at the front. We ask people to do three sessions because it takes a bit of time to Mm -hmm. see, you know, Mm -hmm. the first session is always awkward (laughs) because it's a new person, but, and then it, we're like, if, If it's really not a good fit, then circle back. Let's regroup. We're here to help you. The therapists all know that. We don't take it personally. We want people to get the value that they're looking for. You're investing in this financially, Mm -hmm. um, of course, but even more than that, emotionally. There's a Mm. huge vulnerability to allow someone into this journey with you, yeah, or with you as a family or a couple. Um, You know, I think about people bringing their babies and little children to you. Like, you better trust. The person you're going to these are your precious little people yeah. right and so you want to know that and that is absolutely your right and something to just feel um you know feel the freedom to choose that and you'll know you'll know yeah. when you have found your right person you really will and you'll settle in and you'll start to make that progress on whatever the goals are um but yeah don't yeah. If it's not feeling right, have those conversations with your provider. See if it's just a feedback thing. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. an adjustment of how you're doing things that you need. Um, yeah. But maybe it is an alignment and then find, wait, find your person. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I'm, I'm so blessed in my practice because I do have a chance to see a lot of my friends and a lot of people who I know, you know, mm-hmm. in the community and, um, it's a conversation we have at the first visit, like, look, we are friends first. When you're mm-hmm. in my practice, you're going to get Dr. Melissa. You're the same treatment as everyone else, same fees, the same everything. I'm not going to talk about if we're out for dinner, I'm not going to talk about yeah. your health. Like we have a whole conversation yes, about it, right. but it's, it's given me the experience too, of saying like, there's gotta be boundaries here, about it's okay. If this is not the right office for you, That's right. you know? So it's, I think that also comes with confidence as a practitioner, as time goes on. But I think, um, you know, the power also you were saying earlier about checking in Even if you feel like everything is great, it's nice sometimes to hear yourself talk and to have someone else give you the objective, like validation of how far you've come, right? To someone to actually be your cheerleader, be like, whoa. And like, I've had times with healthcare professionals, you know, even friends or again, my therapist, I'm like, whoa, like, hi, I wouldn't, I, I," you kind of check in with yourself through the process, right? And someone else giving you objective data, whether it's a mentor, a coach, a friend, you know is always going to be different than the stories we tell ourselves. So sometimes the check-in points with these healthcare professionals is more like a validation of keep doing all the great things you're doing. And it's that push and that motivation rather than just dealing with a crisis.
0: Yeah, it's more of like an affirmations, right? And a reflection session, which we know from the research actually is really powerful to name how far you've come. You know, I had a client message me the other day and she's like, I just want you to know this situation happened and I used my tools and I'm like, you go, like you've got this. Like there, there is, it it is really important to not lose sight of that. And even in our training, actually, we get a lot of training in as we're terminating with people, which I hate that word because it sounds so like final, but the idea is as you're wrapping up a round of treatment, like how are you solidifying the learning, the tools, the direction, how are you naming the progress and That needs to be reaffirmed and revisited. And it's, it is very powerful to just be validated and affirm that you're on the right track. And so I know that you do that. I know that we do that here. Um, and it's, it is okay for it just to be that because there is a great value in that. Yeah. So anyway, okay. Well, we're coming to the end of our time. And of course, (laughs) of course it went like this. Yeah. Um, so and many things I'm like, Oh, we didn't talk about this. We should still talk about this, but I know yeah. But we'll, we'll, maybe that'll be a part two um, or in, <laughs> in season three or something. We'll, we'll reconnect and um, have those conversations. Um, but we do in this season, we've been asking everybody and we don't necessarily mean season like it's fall right now when we're recording mm-hmm. it, but just more of this, this season of your life, what are some of the things that are keeping you well? Um, because we're just curious to hear how people think about their health and wellness in different, in different times and share those tips. So what for you is keeping you well in this season?
1: Um, For me, all the things that I like to do all the time. So I need to move my body, but I like to listen to my body. So I love to lift heavy weights. I love my gym uh, here in the community. I just love to move. There's there's, I'm listening to my body. And that means some days I'm like, I don't, I just want to do a Pilates type of workout or go for a walk. I don't want to lift heavy things. Um, movement has always been key for me um, and not just not because of body composition, because I just like how I feel, you know, and yeah. um, so the movements, movements, big time out in nature. Um, you know, yeah. in the summer I'm known for just looking at the, the weather and deciding when I'm going to be at the beach that day. Yeah. Um, and I find that now this, I mean, we've been blessed this last couple of weeks with a lot of amazing weather here. Uh, I'm also trying to get to the, into the forest or onto the trails. I love being, yeah. we're all much, we're all better when we're in nature at some point point. Um, yeah. My diet is usually pretty clean, so that's mm. um, clean. And that, yes, do I drink, you know, alcohol from time to time? Yes. Do I indulge in things that have no benefit to my body except they taste really good? Yes. But the majority of my diet is yeah. um, is really healthful, really clean, and and I like to yeah. cook, so that's a good thing. Um, and truthfully, from a mental health perspective, and well, like I'm just really trying to lean in and 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 trust and surrender a lot these days to what's going mm. on and where I'm at right now with new things that are happening in business and new opportunities. And, you know, I think the wisdom that we get as we get older is like, sure, we've gone through a lot of different things. And we've had a lot of different turns in my in my career, some things have been very consistent, some things I've started and then changed course or realized it wasn't right for me. But it's like settling into that process and being like, it's okay to change. And um, something that I've been leaning into a lot lately is just the word and like, so yeah. it's okay to feel like excited about some things and be feeling the grief and sorrow <laughs> about things that are happening in the world. It's okay yes. to, for me to love what I do clinically and still want to, and do all these other things. And even yes. when it comes to podcasting, I mean, I, I like having different shows because for me, they're all different and I'm like, and who says there has to only be one? <laughs> like, yeah. What are the rules here? <clears throat> so I can have this show and I can have, and Right. So I think it's, it's leaning into the end and not, not letting there be so many absolutes. And I I feel like there's a shift in, even in business towards that lately.
0: Yeah. Um, I would agree. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, I just did a little blurb the other, the other day on Instagram about how it's okay is a really powerful form of self-compassion. Yeah. Right. And just talking about that, being able to complete that and tell ourselves with gentleness, it's okay if I need to take a break, it's okay, if I don't know what I want to say about this, it's okay, Mm. if I haven't got it all figured out. And you can just keep rolling with that. And you can see the gentleness that comes from that. And you know, it's keeping us well, because it's giving ourselves the compassion, you use the terms grace and space. But that's Mm. a phrase that helps you do that. Mm -hmm. In changing seasons, in times where things don't feel settled, or feel like they're in upheaval. And in other times when maybe they feel like everything's going along just great, you know? Mm. Um, so just remembering that self-compassion uh, phrase of, you know, it, it is okay. It's okay.
1: Yeah. And
0: whatever else.
1: And it's okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, as we know, there's always horrible things. There's homelessness in our communities rampant. Yeah. There's, you know, I'm just becoming aware of, of trafficking that's happening in our communities. I'm aware of like the wars that are happening internationally. And I have a tremendous yeah. amount of sadness and compassion for that but i also know that i can't hold energy there because i have to stay healthy and vital for the people i look after and so That's i can't right. just because i'm happy and positive and doing the things and teaching people things to be and positive doesn't mean i'm not feeling all those things it's and they right. can both coexist right and i think that yeah. there's That's um right. people forget that sometimes totally
0: yeah it's been on my heart too in this season that you know we think of things in dichotomies and they're really false dichotomies we can we can genuinely care about something, but not be putting our energy to speak about that because we're choosing where we have to show up in our, the life with the people right in front of us. So
1: that's yeah, great. And it kind and of circles back to what we said earlier and we're going to wrap up here. So we'll all yeah, yeah. this, but it's the idea of, you know, anger, as you know, anger is not, it's a, it's a momentum moving emotion and it's, a, it can be very positive, but Holding on to anger and resentment mm-hmm. and and grief and all of that is is not good for our body's physiology. It will manifest as a physical injury at some point. So you yeah. have to find ways to transform it, right? Whether you to talk, move it through, talk with, you move it with someone or you talk to someone. But I remember, you know, again, during the pandemic, I got to a point where I'm like, everyone is angry. There's people that believe one side over here and they're really Mm -hmm. angry because other people aren't complying. There's people on the other extreme, not extreme, but with a different philosophy and everything in between and everything in between. There was a lot of in between, but at the end of the day, I was like, I am not holding anger for anything here. There's a lot of things I cannot control. I can't That's control great. whether the restaurants are open or closed or all these things, but I can control what's in myself mm-hmm. and who I surround myself with and the things, the choices that I make. And so if there was one thing I would want people to leave with today, it's like you do get to choose how you want to feel. You mm-hmm. do get to choose who you work with, your friends, your loved mm-hmm. ones, what you do to take care of yourself. You know, health health mm-hmm. comes by choices we make, not by random chance. So make those yeah. choices to support yourself. Yeah.
0: And it just takes me right back to your words of freedom and clarity. Like those are great <laughs> wellness words, right? Do you have the freedom to live and choose and work on your, align, your holistic alignment, feeling like you are operating as yourself in the world, according to how you see the world and what is important to you and your values and moving forward, not having that misalignment, right? Yeah. That having that congruence internally and, um, you know, so to pursue that with that kind of clarity of like, what's, what's the next thing maybe that I need to attend to here. So
1: yeah,
0: awesome. Okay, so just as a form of wrapping up, tell it, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, and um, They want to work with you, or where? Yeah,
1: they can- the, clinically, the practice website is drmelissa.ca. You'll find all the resources there about my clinical practice, how to book an appointment. If you're in the area and you want to come talk, I always do complimentary consultations for fifteen, you know, minutes to just chat if it's necessary. Um, podcast: The podcast for my practice is coming back. Um, and uh, we're recording this, you know, November 16th. So the next episode of the season is next week. It's called okay. Adjust Your Life. So it's uh it's designed for my practice, but it's about health tips and topics such as this. Um, if you're in healthcare and you're looking for some guidance support strategy, drmelissalongo.com has all the resources, all the podcasts I've done for healthcare professionals, the programs I've run, working with me one-on-one, all that information is there. Um, yeah, on Instagram, Instagram. I'm, I'm at Dr. Yeah. Melissa Longo, nice and easy. <laughs> and, um, I always welcome feedback and, uh, conversations. Yeah. If I can't help you, I can certainly help you find someone, who, you know, who is right for you. So, yeah, I
0: love that. And, and I think, I mean, I think people are going to want to follow along with what you're doing for sure. Cause there's lots of great resources to, to take advantage of there. Um, both free resources on the podcast and also possibility of connecting for coaching or adjustments or you know in all the ways. We're we're doing wellness um workshops and retreats and different things like that, too. Yeah. And so lots of collaborative things are coming up. There'll be fun stuff in the new saltwater space. Yeah, so we'll now going I have sure-
1: a space, I'm excited. I actually can host yeah. more events and stuff. So yeah, I'm well, lot.
0: I'm excited to be a part of that. So yeah. we'll put make sure that's all in the show notes. Sarah, who does a wonderful job of curating our podcast and getting everything organized, she'll get that all in the show notes so that you can find uh, Dr. Melissa in all the places. And of course, if you're looking for uh, mental health support or other holistic resources here at the Wellness Center, don't hesitate to drop by. Our hours are always posted weekly on our Instagram and Facebook pages. so You can check and see what the flow of the clinic is that week. And um, you can connect with us there, of course, and drop it if you're in the area or you know, feel free to reach out through the website um, and we will happily connect you with uh, the services for your wellness that you need. And we're excited to be a part of your journey. So thanks again, Melissa, for being here. I always love chatting with you. I know there's a lot of value here for our listeners and I really appreciate your time.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much. I'm glad our paths have crossed.
0: Oh, for sure. And I, I'll be talking to you soon.
1: Okay. Sounds good.
0: Okay. Thanks.